at this time, NBC News projects that Donald Trump will win the Michigan Republican primary. That is our election projection. Donald Trump, the projected winner of the Michigan primary. NBC News can also now project that President Joe Biden will win the Michigan Democratic primary. Again, Joe Biden, projected winner of the Michigan Democratic primary. Let's head over to Steve Kornacki, who is where he always is, his post at the big board. Steve, what are the latest numbers here? Yeah, well, you can see if you've been following for the last hour, the story has been as the really the difference between the polls being open and closed in Michigan is Gogibic, Iron, Dickinson, Mononymy, together a combined 0.5% of the statewide vote. So everything else has been closed for an hour. But now that the Wisconsin border counties are closed, we can make that projection. But it's been evident to you if you've been watching it for the last hour what's been happening here. And one of the things is as more and more vote has been coming in, it was initially very concentrated right here in southeastern Michigan, but more votes from the rural areas up north are starting to come in. Some of the UP is starting to come in, and that Haley number has continued to tick down and down ever so slightly. Now she's just over 30% at 31%. Now Trump a better than two to one lead over Nikki Haley. And we mentioned, if you were watching just a few minutes ago, in southeastern Michigan, the two counties where Haley we think is going to do best tonight, and where if she wanted to have a strong showing statewide, it really needed to show, was bit one, the main major suburban uh, county of Oakland County. More than half the vote is in there. She's barely above 30%. This is a county, frankly, for Haley to be making a, a statement in Michigan, she would need to be winning. And, and what should be her best county in the state, quite possibly, would be Washtenaw County, University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University. And even there, now 70% of the vote is in, and she's losing by almost 12 points to Donald Trump. So everywhere else around there, and certainly in the rest of the state, gets worse and worse for Haley. And it raises the question of whether she's even going to be able to finish, I think, above that 30% number. Remembering, she got 43 in New Hampshire, she got uh, uh, 40 in South Carolina. What could still uh, uh, buttress Haley's support would be, we've mentioned this, this corner of western Michigan, around Kent County where Grand Rapids is, around Ottawa County. This is where Holland, Michigan is. And you see we have a little bit of vote in. It's almost nothing, but I can show you from Ottawa County. We do have about 1% in, and that initial 1%, if it's a harbinger of anything, would be terrible for Haley because this should be outside of those two counties I just showed you, her best area in the state. There's a five-county region here that's about 17% of the statewide Republican primary vote total. And this five-county region, Donald Trump didn't win a single one of them in the 2016 Republican primary in Michigan. In fact, in two of them, including the one we've just highlighted here, he finished in third place in 2016. This is as he was winning the state by a double-digit margin. So again, if Haley wants to get that statewide number up or wants to at least stabilize it where it is, I think this area is really going to have to come in for her. One other sort of big outstanding uh, uh, slice of vote in southeastern Michigan. We're still waiting on Livingston County. Nothing there. But again, especially once you get north here, basically we could say Saginaw. It's a bit arbitrary. But once you get north of there, it's basically Trump country in small rural counties with large uh, populations of non-college white voters, the core Trump base. You can just see what's happening here as they start to report in. You're going to see margins like that. Cumulatively, they're going to add up and they're going to buttress that Trump number statewide. Now, taking a look here at the Democratic side, overall now 10% of the vote and uncommitted over, for at least for the moment, that 15% mark, 15% statewide, 15% in congressional districts in Michigan is the threshold on the Democratic side.
side to begin collecting delegates to the Democratic National Convention. Now, with a margin like this, Biden is going to take the lion's share of the delegates here. But the possibility that uncommitted gets delegates is certainly alive in the in the early returns here. But basically, the uncommitted story on the Democratic side that we're following for the rest of the night is going to be concentrated in a few places. The first is right here in Wayne County. This is the biggest of the big. This is Detroit uh, here, but it's also home of Dearborn. And you had the mayor on from Dearborn uh, a few minutes ago, Dearborn with a majority Arab American population. So we have obviously 85 votes only from Wayne tonight. There's going to be far, far more coming in. But that's going to tell a big part of the story here uh, of whether uncommitted is registering with that large Arab American and Muslim American population is uncommitted, racking up big numbers when substantial votes start to come in. And then the other type of uh, uh, vote, the other demographic um, that uncommitted might be drawing support from, we said, college counties, college students, maybe college faculty for that matter. We've certainly gotten indications on college campuses of a lot of dissent towards Joe Biden's uh, Israel Hamas policy. So Washtenaw County, University of Michigan at Ann Arbor, Eastern Michigan University, about 40% is in right now. And that uncommitted number continues to hover just below a quarter of the vote right there. Um, the other major places to watch then in, for this uncommitted factor would be college counties, really, in the rest of Michigan. So places you would look, this is Isabella County up here. This is where Central Michigan University is. This is Kalamazoo County. Western Michigan is here. Let's go Broncos. Uh, go up to Marquette. Oh, a beautiful county. Marquette is on Lake Superior. It's also the home of Northern Michigan University. And you could look right here in Houghton County. That's where Michigan Tech is. So we could look in these counties as they come in. We, we do have some vote in Isabella and Kalamazoo. I don't believe it's much. Yeah, Isabella is just a scattering and Kalamazoo is also just a scattering. But, you know, Wayne County with that large uh, Arab American population and then those college counties I just looked at, that's going to tell, I think, the story here. Those would be the high watermarks probably for uncommitted in this state. And again, that question of where it ultimately lands here and, and for, you know, a little bit of a question there, too, of is it getting some delegates? That would be more of a symbolic thing, but that would be interesting if uncommitted is collecting delegates. Fascinating stuff here, Steve. Thank you for that. We'll be back to you soon. Today, volunteers were out on the streets of Michigan, not canvassing for any one particular candidate, but canvassing to get Michiganders to vote uncommitted in today's primary. It is a protest vote, a vote to send a message to President Biden that these voters want the White House to push Israel more forcefully toward a ceasefire in Gaza, and they do not approve of his handling of the war thus far. The organizers behind this effort had aimed to get 10,000 uncommitted votes today, that would mirror the 10,000 vote margin by which Trump beat Hillary Clinton in Michigan in 2016. It is a relatively low bar, which is why, which is when they cleared just minutes after polls closed tonight. Michigan has more than 300,000 Arab American residents and hundreds of thousands of college students. Beyond that, Wayne County, Michigan is the home city of the home of the city of Dearborn, which has the largest Muslim population per capita of any city in the United States. Just west of Wayne County is Washtenaw County, home to the University of Michigan and Eastern Michigan University. Both the state's Arab population and its college-age population have been outspoken in expressing their anger towards the current U.S. policy on the Israel-Hamas war. These, those are not only, the only typically Democratic votes we're going to be looking at tonight. Exit polls show that in 2020, union members in Michigan backed Joe Biden by a 25-point margin. But a Fox News poll out this month showed Biden's lead among the state's union voters has fallen to 12 points. And that is outside the fairly whopping seven point margin of error in this poll. So there is a lot of vote that Democrats will be looking both at and for when the results come in as far as what might happen in November. 
Joining us now is Michigan's Democratic Senator Debbie Stabenow. Senator Stabenow, it is an exciting night to have you with us. And Thank as you. we, as, thanks for joining us. As we get sure. these vote totals in, I want to first ask you about the uncommitted vote and and how you think the Biden campaign should be reaching out to these voters tomorrow. Well, it's, it's great to be with you again. And let me say, um, this is an important group of people who want to be heard and are making themselves heard. And it's very important. And I know that President Biden is listening, as he should be, and is moving forward to uh, do a number of things that need to be done in terms of ceasefire and uh, addressing you know, what has been incredible loss of life of, of innocent citizens, as well as bringing hostages home. So. It's important. I think it's also uh, important to say there's a, another piece of the story in Michigan, I think, that is not yet focused on, which is the fact that people came out to vote. People came out to vote. We worked really hard to move up our primary because we are a very diverse state, both economically, ethnically, uh, in, in every possible way. We represent America. And we saw more people vote before today and absentee ballots and early voting that did before in 2020. People were voting, excited to come out and vote. And people are voting today. So that's important to focus on as well. President Biden will overwhelmingly win Michigan, but he needs to be very respectful and pay attention. And I'm confident he will of those people who have voted uncommitted to send a very strong message about their concerns. I should say also this is not new to Michigan. Back in 2012 with President Obama, we had about 10 percent of those who voted in the primary that voted uncommitted for various reasons. This will be more than that tonight, certainly. But um, it's important to pay attention to that, but also pay attention to everyone else who was voting uh, overwhelmingly for President Biden in a very large coalition. You know, people are working in Michigan and they know it in good paying jobs and they appreciate our taking on the drug companies and women in our state certainly understand what is at stake in terms our, of our freedoms to make our own reproductive decisions. And they're frankly horrified after Alabama about what comes next with IVF. So we have a broad coalition. Everyone needs to be respected, and certainly the, the president needs to be respectful of those who were uh, voting uncommitted as well. Uh, Senator, given the extraordinary amount of support that the president has offered uh, union workers, both on the picket line and through legislation, are you at all concerned about some of this polling that shows that his support among union workers may have softened between now and 2020? You know, Alex, I just don't believe that. I, I have been all over the state. I have been campaigning with the president, who gets overwhelming positive responses. You know, we went to UAW halls a, a couple of weeks ago. I've been with our building construction uh, workers and their leadership in the last two weeks. They're working. They're working overtime. They know where that's coming from. They know that the fact that we've got that we're rebuilding Michigan and and uh, creating more manufacturing jobs and bringing jobs home. They know that. So I, you know, the polls. Uh, you know the 
polls are the polls. But I can just tell you with all the bad polls we hear all the time, the reality is we've won every special election as Democrats. We have, we have beat the polls, it seems like, over and over and over again. And so Michigan's a purple state. We're going to have to work really hard. But I don't believe for a minute that he has lost uh, support given what he has been doing to support workers in Michigan. Senator Sabanow, Chris Hayes here. Just to, to, to follow up on that, it, it, it's interesting to hear you talk about the sort of economic status of folks in Michigan. For so long, I think, despite all the, you know, truly remarkable macroeconomic numbers, the, the, the sort of cost of living and inflation tended to cloud that out right. in the political discussion, in the punditry discussion. Do you think that's turned the corner in your state? Do you feel like all of these numbers, record low unemployment, investment in manufacturing, is, 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 is impacting folks that you're around and campaigning with? You know, Chris, that's a really good question. And I do think we're turning a corner. It was very frustrating for a long time. <laughs> you know, when we were seeing these numbers, you know, 15 million new jobs and the best economy, more small businesses, you know, the lowest black unemployment uh, forever, ever, mm -hmm. ever. Um, and yet people weren't feeling it. But I see a change. I really do. And when I say to folks that are, uh, when I'm in the union halls and these are construction folks doing all of the great work, and I say, how you doing? Oh, great. Working overtime. Yeah. Mm. Do you know who did that? And now they're saying Joe Biden and Democrats, that they know it, prevailing wage, the, the efforts. You know, they saw the president on the picket line for the first time ever, a president out there. Uh, and they know that Donald Trump then went to a non-union place and paid people to pretend they were union workers, you know, so he could say somehow he supported auto workers. They're, they're not fools. I mean, they, they know what's happening. And, and we're beginning to see it in other ways. You know, I talk to people who are seeing their their prescription drug costs go down or somebody a union member who said to me you know my mom uh, is on insulin and it's now $35 a month and man that's made a difference for her um, so it's it's starting and that's why I'm actually very confident I mean we've got work to do we got to tell the story for sure we have to all tell the story uh, and not listen to every single poll but you know look at what's happening on the ground which is that I'm doing every single day and I can tell you that you know I'm optimistic I, I really am and I think tonight's a part of that Debbie Stabenow, Senator for the great state of Michigan, with some real talk for all of us. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Really My appreciate pleasure. it. Thanks. Um, this is, you know, it is great to hear from the senator about what is really happening on the ground yeah. on issues that I know you in particular have been talking yeah. animatedly about for some time. We've got more special coverage of the Michigan primary coming up right after the break. I think the reason why we got Trump in 2016 is because people did not vote. And I understand uncommitted, but this is too important an election to be uncommitted. The full video podcast is no longer available, but The Rachel Maddow Show still is. Check out the full episode audio podcast or watch the show online anytime at now.msnbc.com.